in this match. If it's a war, you can say whatever you want. I thought I was a cult. I didn't know what was going on. The Fed did. I think New York did. One of your executive vice presidents loves that company. It's the first ever finishing move that's exclusive to a promotion. Takeover was an exciting show the other night, so we will talk about that and much more. But first, the hell's going on? Nothing, you know. The Eagles picked up their first win. We're in first place in the NFC East with help of... That's baffling, honestly. The, the, the winner of this division is going to be 5-10-1. They should... I mean, I... That's that's baffling. That's a bad division. Or 6-9-1, six, six, even. Nice. But... And then we're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl, and we're going to win... And I'm just going to be a dick for the next two years. CJ Beathard almost got a game-winning drive on y'all. I don't think y'all are going to the Super Bowl. Listen, there's too many fucking Hawkeyes in this goddamn game. There too were many, a lot of Hawkeyes. Too many Hawkeyes. There were a lot of Hawkeyes. Two quarterbacks, a tight end. Tight end went off, baby. I know. I know. And you know what? He still is not good enough. No, nah, he won me my fantasy game. That's well, yeah. Well, he should have won me mine, but I was going against Darren Chark, who's apparently the, the new Matt Forte. Is his first name Darren? I know it's DJ. I don't know. I, it's DJ Chark. I think it's D, I think it's Darren, but I don't think it's Darren, but that's irrelevant. I just I can't I can't just annoy this, but the Eagles won, the Rams won, so we're both. His name is Darren. Oh wow. Oh Darrell, sorry. Oh, Darrell Demont DJ Chark. It's a great name. Darrell Demont DJ Chark. It's a great name, but uh. Yeah, the Eagles won, the Rams won, the Cowboys lost, which is just a win for everybody. No, Cowboys cost me 250 bones. Okay. Every team, every team, every I game. I think we need to talk about your gambling addiction. Listen, bud, it was a $10, it was a $10 bet. You've never bet less than 25 in your life. Oh my God, I don't loosen up the arm for other than <laughs> under 50. Exactly. But I'm going to bet tonight, actually. <laughs> Are you? I had a horrible, I haven't won a bet in three weeks. The, the, I I won the Eagles bet last night because Fox had like that risk free gimmick where like yeah. the Eagles didn't win, you get your money back. That's the first bet I won since I hit my parlay week one. I didn't. I I was on a two week losing streak. Oh shit! There's two games tonight. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because COVID. Brian Hoyer versus Patrick Mahomes. Ah, uh, uh, Jesus Christ! What was I gonna say? I don't know. What but, were you gonna say? But you know, everything's good. It's a nice morning. I'm playing golf a little later. I'm off. Nigel Braden signed to the Broncos practice squad. He's on, he's on the practice squad right now, and he was the best. He, he was the best Eagles linebacker in years. But uh, yeah, I'm playing golf a little later. How about you? You're you're working at three. Yeah. And uh, thanks for reminding me. You mean work hard, play hard? What you do? I do not. No one really does. But we got a lot to go over here today. We got to talk about the Twitch situation, a very important anniversary to this show, and me, me myself. Uh, we'll talk about a little G1, a little bit of the draft, and then we'll get into our patented war report and take over 31. So we will see you in just a minute. So to kick off the news today, I think we should talk about the WWE Twitch situation. So this has kind of been boiling over for the past month. At first, it was reported that by the end of September, all talent would have to uh, stop their Twitch and Cameo accounts, and will no longer be able to work with third-party affiliates. Now, was that the original plan, or was it just misreported? I'm not sure. Okay. 
it could have been either one because there was a shit ton of backlash after the original, so they could have backtracked, but I don't know. I really don't know to say one way or the other. But what ended up happening now is, from what I understand, Cameo is still a no-go, no Cameo. And now Twitch, the deal is they get half of your revenue and what you make counts towards your downside guarantee. And it, it's basically a job requirement now. If you have a Twitch account, WWE's taking half of it. And the money you do make is counting towards your downside guarantee. It's just a whole lot of bullshit on so many levels. It is. And I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. They're thinking, how, how could we make more profits? Yeah, I know, but like, there's not. This is not. I do. Do they think? Do you think whoever's made this decision, which we all know who made this decision, could grasp the like, the message, the largeness of Twitch? Yes, because that's why he's taking half their money. But does he? Does he think what it means to them? I don't think he cares. I just. I don't know how he can make this decision. Some of your top stars have the like. Your top as top as stars have have big accounts. Uh, Austin Creed probably makes more money from Twitch than he does from WWE. I don't know about that because I think he's 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 one of the seven figure guys. He's it's also probably close, yeah. but I don't think he's also he's also like part of your biggest drawing group in years, maybe of the century, other than the original run of Evolution. He yeah, AJ Styles, who you brought in at the top, and he's been there since he got here. He wrestled the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Adam Cole, who's the number one star on your development, quote-unquote developmental division and your third brand, who's the only one really competing against any of the wrestling in the world. I don't know. Can, you, can your top star be beaten up by Rich Holland? We'll get there. I mean, rugby players, man. They're savages. I'm a savage. But I just... I think this will this will pan out fine because I think they're going to re... They're going to re... And the, how much money was Biggie making off Cameo? A lot. I know someone who got one. He made, like... I think you said one month he made like ten grand in one month. This I just it's a shitty situation, but I don't see it panning out in any way but the favor of the superstar. My thing Because it's a leverage thing now. My whole deal is if they were employees with full benefits, I would have no problem with WWE saying you can't do that because there's stuff like at, at every job. There's stuff you you can't do. Like I can't appear on any other television stations or like win contests from any TV stations. I can't deliver ice cream to stores. I don't order it because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> That's certainly an example. Um, but like the the point is like when you're when you are an employee, there's like rules and there's stuff you can't do, but. To say these guys are independent contractors, which I know is a whole different discussion, but to claim they're independent contractors and tell them they can't do Twitch on the side, that's like, that's not legal. Like, you can't do that. And the thing that sucks is nobody will fight it because, like, you'd spend more money fighting it than it would be worth. You know what I mean? Like, especially with the crack team of lawyers that fucking WWE has. Yeah, they'll just they'll just drain you. Yeah, they'll just fucking drain you. But I just I don't know. I I believe this this doesn't turn out anyway. But the superstar's favor. I mean, I, how do you see it going that way? Like I'm not disagreeing. Because I'm just. I think they're gonna come to the realization that this is not a hill they want to die on. I mean, half the company quit Twitch, so that's not a good start for them if they're looking at this as an extra venture to make money. Yeah, I know Dakota Kai. 
um, Paige and Mia Yim all put out statements like, this is bullshit. And they didn't straight out say that, but they kind of said it without saying it. Dakota Kai says the only reason she started Twitch is to connect with fans and raise money for some of her favorite charities. She doesn't keep a penny of the money she makes on Twitch. She donates it all to charities, and now WWE is going to come in and take half of that, which is super fucked up. Yeah, I just, like I said, this this doesn't end well in, in, in well, it will never go to court, but this will never end. This won't end well in the court of public opinion. I mean, I, I, well, they have a former presidential candidate who in the next two months might become the secretary of the treasury saying he's going to pursue it. You know what? I really hope he does because I'd, I'd be interested to see how this plays out. Like yeah. WWE has gotten away with a lot of shit because like the mainstream still to this day kind of frowns upon pro wrestling. Like I showed you that article that like compared wrestling fans to Donald Trump supporters and like just like the reasons were asinine. Like I... I don't know. It's just like the mainstream n- never has and oh, probably we'll, never will respect. We will always be the redheaded stepchild of of entertainment. Yeah, I mean, always be. And that's that's just our, that's just what we do. And that's how WWE's gotten away with some of the stuff. Like, imagine if the NFL was trying to like call their players independent contractors and didn't offer benefits and like four hundred one ks and all. Like, imagine like imagine if the NBA like said, "Oh, you get sick in the off season, that's your problem. You deal with it." Yeah. You have an off season. Yeah. Fuck. That's a fantastic point. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't see. I think that I think Vince overplay his hand, and I think the leverage is. I think the leverage is in all the hands of the superstars. Honestly, I think I do, because he can't. I think he'll say, "It's just not the hill he wants to die on." Vince Vince got here by saying, "Making those decisions sometimes." I I will I will say like if 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 this does stick, I don't see how. Anyone would want to sign with this company at this point, especially in this day and age, you know, especially when you got impact throwing out big money to people. You have AEW who obviously could. people are making good money in Japan. Yeah. Jeff Cobb just turned down two, the two largest wrestling, the three largest wrestling companies in America and went to Japan. They obviously had money, had to be part of that. Yeah, there's a lot of places you could work. So I just like I said, I think this, this, this. I think it's a real shitty thing for WWE to do, but I think the leverage in the end will be in the favor of the uh, of the uh, superstar. Yeah, I just I, I mean, obviously, I was gonna say I don't see what they gain out of it, but they gain profits. But like, I, I don't think it's worth it to piss off half your roster. Like, I don't know. Like, but like I said, I don't think Vince grasped the large. I thought at first, like, because the the first thing that came out is they could keep their Twitch accounts, but they can't use their WWE names. They have to use their real names. That's, I thought I thought that was a fair compromise. Yeah, I think that, that that was fine with me. I thought that was a fair compromise. But because, then, because but then there's the gray area of what about guys like AJ Styles who own their name? Like, what did you know? Well, I mean, I feel like he'd be exempt. The Samoa Joe as well. Well, but, but they they technically like they lease their names to WWE. So technically, while they're in WWE, WWE owns the name. But if they were to ever leave, they own them. So like, it's a weird. You know what I mean? Like, it's a yeah. weird gray area. It's a bizarre. I don't know. Like I said, I think I think all the leverage is in in the one in the hands of the uh, of the uh... fuck dude. Randy Orton has a Twitch. He also has a clothing line. Yeah, Slither, and. I don't know why I just added the goggles, but uh. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was a thing that happened. But I this off topic, but going back to his fucking clothing line, I went I went online just like to look at it. The first fucking item was a sleeveless hoodie. I laughed <laughs> so fucking hard. I'm like, this is so on brand. Yeah, he's phenomenal. But like, 
is this what you really want to do? I, 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 I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't see them dying on this hill. So I, I, I they've, think, they've died on stupider hills. Yeah, they have. But I think this has bigger ramifications than they could possibly even imagine. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Vince understands how many people use this fucking thing. He, I think he, no, I think he perfectly understands how many no, people use this thing. No, someone stuck a number in front of his face and, and he made a decision then. I, I don't think, I don't if think. If you think Vince is making business decisions though, fully, he might not understand like how the revenue is generated and like all that. But if you think Vince made a business decision without knowing like the numbers, you're a fool. No, that's what I'm saying. No, someone stuck a number in his face. Yeah. And so he knows, think, so he knows what he's yeah. doing. So no, here's how much you can make, sir. And it's probably some financial intern that, that did it. And but I just think the the leverage is all in the because like think about it, they're independent contractors and quit anytime. If they're legally independent contractors. Like yeah, I said. But people have tried that and their contracts have been frozen for years, aka Neville. Like, yeah, you can take it to court and fight it, but good fucking luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just I That's I don't, the point. They're not independent contractors. I don't see I don't see this going any further. And if this if if they made this leads to make them making employees, it's a good thing to happen. It won't. It won't, but nothing will. Nothing, yeah. Barring Yang Gang. Uh, he's my second favorite YG. But uh, I think, uh, I don't know. I think, give it a couple of weeks and we'll see what happens. But I think, I think the, like I said, the leverage, your number one baby face on SmackDown right now is affected by this. Jey Uso? You know what I fucking meant. But uh, your biggest drawing group of the 2010s, maybe the 2000s period, is affected by this. AJ, like I said, AJ Styles, you brought him in, number three Royal Rumble. He's been at the top of the fucking card since then. But I can also see WWE playing favorites and telling certain people it's okay and other people it's not. That I can see too. But until we know more, we really can't speak on it. But I mean, we do know that that Woods changed his Twitter handle to at Austin Creed wins. I, I, I don't want to say it's related because I don't know. It's a huge loss. A huge loss. Um, but it certainly seems like he's distancing himself from the Xavier Woods name. Um, but the other thing that's interesting is up, up, down, down is technically WWE owned. Yeah. So, so he can't leave now. We can, I'm sure. He can't take that with him. Yeah, but I, I don't know how much of it's WWE owned. I'm sure, I'm sure it's not a hundred percent because it was his creation. Yeah. I don't know, but I know it's an fit. I shouldn't say it's WWE owned. It's WWE affiliated. Like they promote it. I don't know like the legalities of who owns the actual channel and all that, but. I don't know. It's interesting for sure. Jesus Christ. But let's move on. Uh, move on to a uh, different uh, thing here. I, uh, it's a big anniversary. It is. If you're listening to this on release day, 23 years ago yesterday, the Kane character made its debut, Hel- uh, Hell in a Cell, Bad Blood, 97. Um, and if you followed the show for any amount of time, you know Kane's kind of a cult figure in the show. I don't know how it started. I don't know why it started. It just did. But we figured out Kane has done literally everything. He has. Except be the Intercontinental Champion. Oh, he was the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, he was. U.S. Champion, I don't think he ever was. No, never U.S. Champion. Let's, uh, but that's about it. He, he literally has every record that was going. And I figured that out while not paying attention in college or playing quizzes online. <laughs> so what's, I mean, I know this is an impossible question to answer, but what's your favorite Kane memory? The Kane Rooney. That's not a bad answer. But, uh, Welder Mask Kane, I loved. <laughs> You're the guy. The unmasking. 
Yeah, I'm asking was I like the first couple months. Oh, I, I know the answer. Everything leading up to WrestleMania 20. Yeah. Everything leading up to WrestleMania 20. When Taker from the dead shook the ring at the Royal Rumble and he was just great. He, the hot tags, his hot tag. He does have a great hot he's tag. He's the best hot tag in history. He does have a great hot tag. Um, Team Hell No has to be up there. Yeah, Team Hell No. A completely different side of Kane. Uh, corporate Kane, I adored. <laughs> I adored him. Once again, you were the guy. The greatest. The I loved when he got demoted to the hot dog stand. <laughs> do you not remember this? I do, yes. And he hit somebody with a hot dog cart. Uh, Santino and Ryback squirted mustard on him. I remember that. <laughs> There's two people I couldn't give a f- less, f- less, less of a fuck about. What's Santino do to you? Nothing, but him, anybody associated with Ryback. <laughs> well, he wasn't even he was in a segment with him. He wasn't, like, associated with him. Yeah, he can go fuck himself. But, I don't know. I just, he's, like, he's not my favorite wrestler of all time, but I just, like. Well, we, we know who that is. We know who that is. He's, he was painted gold, and now he's painted red, and now he sucks. Now but, he's painted blue. Now he's painted blue. And then he was black and white for a while. <laughs> God damn. Where black rest- rain. Where he wrestled in a certain Christmas tree match. Where he was out of shape, like very much out of shape. Yeah. And uh, you know what? But he was. I think you might be in better shape than black rain. I think I'm very much in better shape than black rain. Um, but I think that, uh, I don't know. I think it's, it was probably if Taker is the greatest character that Vince ever made. I think Kane's second. Yeah. And I don't think Taker's Taker without Kane, and Kane is absolutely not Kane without Taker. Well, no, like, without, he was a fucking dentist. I was going to say, was, without Taker, he's a dentist. He's fake Diesel. He was and, fake Diesel. Made it to the final four of the 97 Royal Rumbles, fake Diesel. Yes, he did. But, and he just had a great career. I mean, he could do, he was Mr. Do-Anything. He could do anything. He was hysterical when he had to do comedy. Isn't it baffling for, like, as long as his main event run was, and, like, he's been, he was on top pretty much from 97 to, like, 2012 consistently and even even had some runs in 2013 2014 in the main event but like consistently from like 97 to 2012 he was in the main event picture shows you what a good character can do but in all that time he was wwe champion for 24 hours yeah it's kind of baffling he had a decent run with the heavyweight though, he, did, he did he did he had the goofy ass undertaker feud i hate to Paul say this, but came like, back. he's one person doesn't need a title no i agree i'm just yeah. saying like what's your favorite version of kane Mm. Has to be OG Kane. OG Kane. Yeah, it was just terrifying. This the, the yeah. suit was awesome. Probably one A debut in WWE history. I think it's the best. Better than Jericho's. Yeah, Jericho's. Just because the months of like build. Yeah, like, and it came, and it just came in a storyline with the top guy. It was probably like I said, the best storyline ever. Like, and it 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 honestly probably should have like we look back at it so fondly, but like the setup was so like corny so hokey but glenn, but it was so glenn jacobs made it work like I, it was the right but it was the right guy and the right gimmick at the going, right time in the right place and going in with an absolute fucking professional i always say i also think it's crazy that like the kane character was just supposed to lose the undertaker and it was supposed to be it <coughs> it was supposed to be a very short-term program and end up lasting fucking 23 years. years i mean he's still fucking kane. Uh, yeah i guess he's still kane he's still kane he'll former, always be kane former 24 oh that's my favorite kane moment 24 <laughs> 7 champ well that wasn't kane that was that was glenn jacobs I that think. was glenn that was mayor glenn jacobs that was mayor that was mayor glenn and when he grabbed that belt and started chanting i Until still got, got it, it. Yeah. i love it in the in the fucking university of tennessee stadium yeah just also waste of a hundred thousand person stadium they <laughs> fucking suck consistently but i think and I know I, I maybe the like I, does he have the chance at greatest character or does Taker have that locked up? I think you could make the argument, but I think Taker will win out every time. 
Either him or Kevin Owens will win out. But still don't know through the pie at that poor fucker. But I just he's just Mr. Reliable. Great the greatest hot tag in the world. Comes off the top, flying clothesline, uppercut, uppercut, sidewalk slam, chug slam, get the fuck out of there. Better up- something Shinsuke play praise for. Be- better uppercut. Kane, Kane. Or, or Dustin's drop to the knees uppercut. They're, uh, they're not the same move. <laughs> well, I want to know what's better. I want to know whoever who executes the actual uppercut part better. It's more of a, Dustin's more of a see no, Dustin's is an uppercut. Kane's a throat thrust. <laughs> If you, I just got you. Just I, don't I, wanna, you just don't want to bury Dustin. On his, I uh, know. You just down, don't want to bury Dustin. Look at the moves. Look at the fucking moves. The the, the 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 drop down uppercut is Dustin moves. Kane's move is the throat thrust. <laughs> it's definitely an uppercut. No, it is not. <laughs> it is absolutely not an uppercut. Throat thrusts are illegal. Bro. Well, I guess closed fists are illegal. Too. Oh, you, you know, because sledgehammers are just fucking. Well, he does that behind the ref's back. The no, he doesn't. He yes, does he one does. dunk before the ref's back. I'm not going to argue with you about your two favorite wrestlers. But I just, I I think he was better than he had in business being, he was good. He was a decent wrestler. Yeah, he was a fine Like a good man. big guy wrestler. He's tag team, he's an 11-time tag team champion, I think. Something like that. He's held a lot. With, with, with a lot several of different, different characters. Different Kane and X-Pac, that's, a, that's another favorite Kane moment. They're a great tag team. Suck it. <laughs> but who did he win it with? He won it with Taker. Taker, twice. Yeah. RVD. RVD. Brian. Brian. X-Pac. X-Pac. Big Show on a few different occasions. Hurricane. Hurricane. There's seven right there. Uh, I'm sure there's, I don't know, I'm sure there's more, honestly. Yeah. But he's just, he, there's something, there's something that's respectable about someone being on top for that long. Yeah, longevity. Him and, and, him and Taker are probably the, the two most consistent performers in WWE history. Probably him, Taker, and H. Yeah, Hunter has to be out there. But I just... And you know what? But only one of those slept with the boss's daughter. Hey, listen. Macho Man's dead. So I is, just... So is Patrick Swayze. Oh, Jesus. But I just think it was good. Dude, listen to some of... <laughs> Wrestling Observer New Leather Awards. Let me read these to you. He's gotten some bad ones. Uh, not all of them are positive. I will say that. No, none of them are positive. <laughs> Literally, none of them are positive. <laughs> oh my god, this is phenomenal. Uh, he, he was a lucha wrestler? <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, his 1996 most disgusting promotional attack. Fake Diesel. Diesel. Makes sense. 2002, most disgusting promotional attack. Katie Vick. Be accused of necrophilia. <laughs> 2004, most disgusting promotional tactic by impregnating Lita. <laughs> Most overrated, 2010, 2014, and 2015. 2002, worst feud of the year with Triple H. 2003, worst feud of the year with Shane. 2004, worst feud of the year with Matt Hardy. These people have no taste. 2007, worst feud of the year with Big Daddy V. I can't with that one. 2008, worst feud of the year with Rey Mysterio. 2009, worst feud of the year with Edge. 2010, worst feud of the year with Edge. 2012, worst year of the year with John Cena. Oh, that was awful. That was worst awful. Worst gimmick, 1996. Worst worked match of the year with Undertaker vs. Chronic and Unforgiven. Oh, dude, that's bad. Worst merch match of the year, 2018. The Undertaker vs. Triple H and Shawn Michaels with Crown Jewel. That was also bad. Fuck you, Meltzer. Well, it's not Meltzer. It's the readers who vote on Fuck this. Fuck you, Observer readers. Don't say, Fuck you. Ugh. 
No, that annoyed me. That just annoyed me. No, that's that's very on brand for Kane. Like you got That admit. is phenomenal. That's the most... Best Family Values 2010 by beating up Jack Swagger. That's an award. Yes. Is that a Slammy? Yes. Okay. I thought, I thought that was an Observer Award at first. I was be like, no. Team Cena versus Team Authority won Match of the Year at the Slammies. It was a great match. Sting came in. Yeah. Oh my God, this is phenomenal. He was a WCW Tag Team Champion. Yeah, with Undertaker. Yeah. So he's a 12-time Tag Team Champion. Uh, WWF slash E9, uh, WWE tag twice, and WCW once. There you go. There you have it. He only he has he's a one time hardcore champion. I think it's harder to be a one time than a zero time. Yeah, I could, I could, but I mean, who's taking that thing from him? Come on now. He was number four in the top five hundred singles wrestlers of the year in two thousand eleven. PWI doesn't mean a goddamn thing. It's a word. It's a gimmick magazine. <sighs> Ranked 100 number 86 in 2003. He was on the JBL and Renee show as a reoccurring role. Yeah, he was. Him and Brian. He was on Smallville? Brian was the Dazzler. His filmography. Oh, my God. His filmography. <laughs> I will say my friends love See No Evil. My friends legitimately love listen, See No Evil. Listen to this fucking filmography. See No, see no Evil. evil. See Jacob No Evil 2. 2010, MacGruber. I do not recall that. You remember him hosting fucking... Raw? I remember him hosting Raw. I don't remember Kane in the movie. Guess his name in the movie. I have no clue. Tanker Lutz. <laughs> I might have to go check 2014, those. he was in two movies, hardworking. Scooby-Doo, the WrestleMania mystery as himself, and Cena Weevil too. <laughs> was that animated? What yeah. did he just do the voice, I guess? His voice, I'm assuming. <laughs> 2016, Countdown is Lieutenant Cronin. Oh, that's the movie where, where Rusev pulled a gun. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, yeah, we I, love get... I love how every single one of those besides MacGruber was a WWE Films right. production. We gotta get off Kane, because we're gonna talk about this forever. Can never get off Kane. Happy anniversary, Kane. We love you. God bless you, Glenn. But up next, we got to talk about the G1 standings. Yeah, let's pull up the G1 standings. Let's see how uh, our predictions are looking. So, start with the A block on top with eight points. It is Kota Ibushi. Sitting at six points, we have a gaggle of competitors. Tai Chi Mob stand up. Switchblade Jay White, Minoru Suzuki, Will Ospreay, and Kazushiko Okada. At four points, we have Shingo Takagi, Jeff Cobb, and Tomohiro Ishii. And uh, Poru Yujiro is still sitting there with a big goose egg. Zero points. B Block, tied with six points, we have Toroyano, Tetsuya Naito, Juice Robinson. Sitting at four points, we have Kenta, my pick Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Evil. And then rounding out the bottom with two points, we have Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, and Sonata, your every year pick. <sighs> so let's let's remind everybody of I mean, my pick isn't doing much better, but remind everyone of your pick and how he's doing. Uh who did I originally pick? Pick Shingo. I pick Shingo. I, oh, just... I did allow you to change it last week. Who did you change it to? Who's in that block? Is Osprey in that block? Yes. I went Osprey versus Saber Jr. And I had Osprey winning. And you had the same final, and you had Sabre Jr. winning. Yeah, I did. You're right. Uh, I was looking at the wrong... I was looking at last year's G1, <laughs> so we're just going to wing this one for a while. But uh, I don't know. Okada finally got some steam. He was 0-2, I believe, at one point. I think he was 0-1. He lost to Bushi. I know that. Yeah. But I just... That was a great match. Um, the one match I watched from this fucking thing. Jeff Cobb to Jay White. Yeah. Which is which is big. Welcome welcome to the show, Cobb. Um, uh. Abushi beat Osprey in the main event, so Abushi's rolling with eight points. Um, Kamigoye out of nowhere, so 
Yeah, the G1's rolling along. Final, we're in October, so the finals are this month, we could finally say. Um, it's interesting. I don't know where they're going to go. Yeah. I, I, I think Zack Sabre Jr. would be the right choice, but Juice Robinson, he's hanging around at the top of the block. Juice could easily win it. I don't know. Do you see Juice as Wrestle Kingdom main eventer? I'm, 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 I'm not knocking Juice. I'm legitimately asking. Like, do you see Juice as like Wrestle Kingdom main eventer? As much as I do Zack Sabre Jr. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like, I see Osprey as one, too. I see Osprey as one. And he can keep himself out of fucking trouble. I could see. I see Osprey as one. I don't know if I... If and I like Juice. I just don't know if they see him that way. I'm not... No. If, if that's a question, I don't know. But well, if, he, if you think he's going to win the G1, they obviously fucking see him that way. I think... I think that... I think that he's equally... In my book, he's equally level of the card. Not level of the card. I don't want to sound like a fucking mark, but... Uh, he has an equal chance of main eventing as Sabre Jr. does. I think they both can do it. It's an interesting take. If that makes any sense. Not one I necessarily agree with, but it's an interesting take. Oh, but yeah, but the G1's rolling. I have a lot of catching up to do. There's so much to watch. We talked there about is. last week. There's pay-per-views. Two fucking 90 shows each week. Football. The Phillies The Phillies did me the favor of losing. And so they... So, uh, the, heat, the, heat, the Heat decided to go and make it a series. The Heat decided to make it a series. They beat your Celtics, never forget. But what happened to your Sixers? Who'd they lose to? I forget. Come they on. lost to themselves. Mm, you want to remind me who, who who sent their asses home in four games? Mm. Mm. Brad Steepa sent us home in four games. And Peter O'Keefe, NFL 2K5, best game ever. Was, yes, it was. Was that, was, that was Yes, it was. I think it was Peter Stevens and O'Keefe in that one, though. Yeah, you're right. But I just... I don't know. The G1, I have to catch up. I'll, I'll get a day where I can do it. I just Between work and the Eagles and just pure life, it's just... I don't know why you're still watching the Eagles. We're in a weird... Hey, listen. Unlike you, we're in first place in our division. Unlike you, we're over 500. Doesn't mean dick. Neither does having a home playoff game with no fans. You're right. <clears throat> you're right. Especially when your fans are as awesome as Phillies. You're piping in fake booing of your own quarterback. I mean, they had to do that. They piped in the boo birds. But he played good last night, so it worked. He ran and ran and he ran all over the place. They're also on the road away from those toxic fans. You're right. You're right. Fuck the Cowboys, though. But that's it for the G1. Uh, we'll keep you updated next week when, like, we we apologize for not doing our part on it, but our lie. We're two working men. We're two working men with a lot of shit going on right now, so we'll just try to keep up as, as much as we can. I think it's the only fair thing to do, right? Yeah, for sure. But up next, the WWE Draft is this week. Yeah, starts this Friday. It'll conclude this Monday. So it kind of snuck up on us, so we didn't have time to do a full-on mock draft. So what we decided to do is we both have the uh, roster pages up, at least I do. I don't know if you do. And we're just going to talk about some guys you'd like to see move to SmackDown and some guys you'd like to see move Raw and vice versa and all that. So I'm going to start, and this is one where I kind of thought they were going, not to spoil TakeOver's review last night, but what I would do is I would move Legato Del Fantasma to either Raw or SmackDown because I think those three guys are money, especially. I think Santos Escobar is everything that Andrade should be. That's a great, I, that's exactly how I feel about him. Yeah. Exactly how I feel about yeah. him. He's his own charisma. As like, Andrade was the top hat wearing person before he got the Zelina. And I know it's I know it's not fair it's because I know it's not fair because it shouldn't matter, but if you want to be a success on the WWE main roster, 
unless you're Asuka for some reason because she gets away with it, you have to speak English. And Santos Escobar's English is perfect. Yeah, it's awesome. I think, and you know what? A lot of people say that's what's holding Andrade. I back. give it credit to Andrade because he's learning. He's trying. Yeah, he's, he's trying. trying. I mean, he's, he's if he's learning from Ric Flair, it's not going to be too much of a help. But <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. But yeah, no, he's trying. And you know what? Put them all together. I don't know about that. I mean, I told you, I want Kalisto to join that group. I think it could be oversaturated very easily. I don't think we need that. No, we don't. But if we, like, if they pick up Kalisto. Gigantic groups don't tend to work in WWE. No, they should because I like them. But four is not gigantic. I mean, we already got we already got the Hurt Business of four. I, I, I don't know. I guess it would work. I don't know. But I'd move those three to either Raw or SmackDown. Um, I thought that's where they might be going, but spoiler alert, he ended up retaining the title, so we'll get there later. Now, is that title strictly the NXT Cruiserweight Championship now? Yes. So he has to stay there. I mean, it's WWE. He doesn't have to do anything, but... That's true. Keep thinking about things logically. Yeah, that's that's your first mistake. Um, trying to see who else on Ride moved to SmackDown. I would move Kevin Owens to SmackDown. It it seems like they're, they're continuing with his Orton-McIntyre feud, but Orton fucking lost the feud. I'd move... Like, when he got fucking punted in that ambulance i thought for sure he was smackdown bound but apparently they're doing uh another match at hell in a cell with mcintyre and orton because he assaulted the legends with night vision goggles Sniper <laughs> um, strike night bud you know what when you texted me that i was mad that it made so much sense uh i think i'd move mysterio and big match dom to smackdown get them a fucking away from Seth Rollins in this awful storyline. I mean, they won't do that because the storyline is like the top thing on Raw right now, but I'm just saying that's what I'd do. Um, I think Ricochet could use a fucking fresh start. Think uh, Ricochet can go back down to, uh, to the metal? I mean, I'm just... So WWE did delete a tweet that that kind of made it clear that NXT is going to be involved in this draft, but I'm kind of pretending I didn't see that tweet and just talking about strictly Raw to SmackDown and SmackDown to Raw. Um, I think Aleister Black is another guy that he's a fresh start on SmackDown. See, I think he's just picking it up. I don't know, dude. I I don't know. No, this is a draft. This isn't a shakeup, right? It's a draft, but I don't know what that means. I don't think anyone knows what it means. Well, he's like Pat Buck and and Adam Pierce could be out there fucking making I, picks. No one knows. No one knows. Excellent. Like they're calling it a draft, but no one knows what that means. I won't even be home for SmackDown. I have to record it. Um, looking at the Raw women. Uh, I think Mickey James the SmackDown to be an interesting move. She's not really doing much of anything. Um, reckoning in retaliation. My God. Uh, wait, did, were we splitting them up? Or we? No, no, we're not splitting them up. Wait, are they available to draft? I guess they're signed. <laughs> yeah, they're signed. I can't wait till they get drafted somewhere. Um, I mean, if we're moving Alistair to SmackDown by default, we got to move Zelina to SmackDown because they don't split up couples. Yeah. Uh. And they broke up Andrade and Zelina, so I'd assume one of them's going somewhere. Which is a bad move. I don't know why they would do that. Now looking at the SmackDown side, who would I send to Raw? Uh, I think Braun Strowman has to get the hell off SmackDown. Yeah, I think you could use. I think you could use a. I think you could use a fresh start. What about the friend? Do you keep him on SmackDown? I'm just trying to think of who he goes with on Raw. Then who would he feud with on Raw? I don't know. I mean, him. I think wherever he goes, Alexa's obviously going because that seems to be a thing. Yeah, and I like that a lot, actually. Um, you know what we gotta do? We gotta get some fucking tag teams over to Raw so the Street Profits aren't eighth generation tag champs in twenty ninety two. Um, the Forgotten Sons maybe to Raw. 
Get them off fucking Fox. Uh, they haven't been on Fox in a while. I feel bad for Blake and Cutler because it's not their fault. No, it's not. They handled everything great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Tag teams from NXT. Get King Corbin the fuck off SmackDown because I'm sick of seeing him and Riddle fit, fight every week. Get Riddle the fuck off SmackDown. You think Riddle the Rod would be a good move? I think Riddle the Rod would be a great move. Since when was Mojo Raleigh on SmackDown? I don't know. Since when is Mojo Raleigh a wrestler? Um, I think if they want anyone to believe that Otis is actually going to cash in this briefcase, he has to get moved to Raw. Because as unrealistic as him cashing in on Drew McIntyre is, it's more, it's, realistic, it's than more realistic than him cashing in on the Tribal Chief right now. Give Roman someone to wrestle. That's, that's, uh, I, that's why I think they bring Kevin Owens over. That makes sense. Because they had a great match at Royal Rumble 2016? 17. 17. And just as the roles reverse, especially with this new Roman... Who has been nothing but fucking $100 bills. Yeah, New Roman's been awesome. Uh, I don't know. You keep Roman and Seth away from each other? Uh, I don't think Seth is leaving Raw. Like Seth's, Seth's kind of been the Raw guy since day one. So I don't think Seth's leaving Raw. Especially something like he's the Monday Night Messiah. Friday Night Messiah doesn't have the same ring to it. You're right. Like, Monday Night Messiah just rolls off he the tongue. He could be the Friday Night Pharaoh. I think it's certain dog may, may take issue with that. Oh, yeah, I guess so. And not the big dog. The scared of pyro dog. Oh, okay. I didn't know where you were going with that. Big pop that, that Kane is listed on the SmackDown roster, and I quote, inactive on hiatus while serving as Knox County Mayor. <laughs> I mean, Send that, Kane to NXT. That's not, you're not wrong. Send Kane to NXT. Um, John Morrison. I like to see him. Split from the Miz because I, it's going nowhere. Yeah, it's going nowhere at this point. So. I like I like I. You know what? I like them both better. You know what? Give give John Morrison a chance. We all know what he can uh, do. Yes, I agree. I Send agree. him to NXT. I wouldn't be mad at that. As a wily veteran going after fucking Valor, are you kidding me? I wouldn't be mad at that. Um, what do you think? Think 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 we send the new? To, I I don't know what's going on with Big E. Are they pushing him? Like, I don't know. I, I was gonna say and how many members of the New Day right now. I was gonna say send them to Raw, but I don't know if I don't know if Big E and Roman's gonna be a thing in the near future. If it is, keep them on SmackDown because that'll be money. Yeah, but if they have no plans to do it, send them to Raw. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? They love swapping champions, but I don't think I don't think they're gonna swap the Hurt Business and Sammy. Uh, Hurt Business on SmackDown, but Roman's kind of the top heel there. We never got we never got we never got Sammy heel versus. Owens oh, babyface, we haven't. You're right. So I think I think I think they end up the same brand. KO SmackDown does make a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think Shorty G. I hate that I fucking called him that, but I feel like him to Raw. I think he. I think if you can't find a spot for Chad Gable on a three hour show, which I mean, granted he was on Raw before and they couldn't, um, <laughs> then you got big issues. That was also bad luck. Bad luck had a lot to do with that. So any any NXT guys you'd send up to the main roster. So you said you'd bring up Phantasma, right? The I'd, whole group? I'd bring up the whole group. I uh, would. What's going on with the New Day? Or not the New Day, the uh, Undisputed Era? I think that's still something based on the ending of TakeOver that's going to play out in NXT for a little while, yeah. so I don't see any of them going up. Um, I don't know. I uh, Let me think. Do you, do you get Dream away from the quote-unquote smart audience and try to send them to Raw or SmackDown for a fresh start? Yeah, I do. Honestly, I do. Let him go, let him go to Raw. Um, 
I mean, NXT is a stacked women's division. You give any of them the call? I think you send some people around. Uh, send Mercedes Martinez. No, she's already there. Uh, <laughs> Boy, is she there. Boy, is she <laughs> ever there. I don't know. I guess we'll find out Friday and Monday. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I I don't know the Get format. Get Braun the fuck off SmackDown. That's, that's got to be yeah. That's got to be the number one role. I mean, he already basically is. He's in the Raw Underground every week now, beating up Dabakato. <laughs> Send Dabakato to wait. To, is Raw Underground available to draft? I, I assume so. Could you could you draft the people or just the whole fucking thing? <laughs> SmackDown Underground. SmackDown Underground. The and, last NXT Underground. Underground Underground. That's NXT Underground. Lucha Underground. Oh God. Two hundred five Underground. <laughs> Matt Martell and shoot fights. <laughs> I'd I'd pay to see that. You know what? Send them somewhere. Send Dexter Loomis to Raw. He's the most Raw person ever. <laughs> you know what? Send send every rise somewhere. I'd love that. Send let him beat the Street Profits day yeah, one. Absolutely, and just give him a live hot mic with no script. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, we anxious to see what happens. But um, like I said, if they do one thing, one, one thing, one thing for sure is Nakamura is not going anywhere because oh, he no. doesn't he doesn't get paid enough to work three hours. No, not a chance. Did they, they have to pay him ten grand just to consider him? Yeah. How much did he got paid for that Undertaker photo shoot? Oh, they man. had to pull out the they had to pull out the bag, dude. He he has a joint finisher. He's happy. He's more happy than he's ever been. He does. He, he doesn't. He doesn't know who the Undertaker is. He worked in Japan. <laughs> oh my god, that's it was just outstanding. He's like, why do they make me dress like evil? Oh, everything is evil. Everything is evil. Uh, but up next, we got our patented war report, and we will see you guys in just a minute. It is time for this week's edition of the War Report. As always, we will start with All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite. For no reason other than... So the show kicks off with Ricky Starks and Darby Allin in a grudge match. So they go, they go at each other early. No chain wrestling in this one. It is a grudge match after all. Allen counters a spear with a guillotine choke, follows it up with an arm bar, um, suicide dive, and uh, Darby Allen is on a roll early. Starks eventually gets the heat, slams Allen to the arena floor. Um, he targeted Darby's ribs and midsection as he tries to drive the air out of him. Allen fights back. Um, he countered he countered a uh Ricky Starks uh spear. Quick submission, almost makes Starks tap. Eventually he hits the coffin drop and gets the win. Um I just who do you think the hell coffin drop hurts? But I don't know who it hurts more. Probably depends on how you land, honestly. Yeah. I just it, it's, he's gotta stop doing some shit. I do, do you agree with me now? He's gotta stop. I really wanna like him, but I don't want to see him get hurt. I mean, he's doing it to himself. Yeah, I know, I understand, but like, he, somebody's got to tell him he doesn't have to do that. I don't think he cares. Do you see some of the stuff he does when he's not wrestling? Yeah, it's insane. I, I don't think he cares. No, he doesn't. He like enjoys it. It's fucked up. Um, but we should mention that Will Hobbs ran off Brian Cage. He tried to interfere. Glad that they're pushing Will Hobbs. Dude has a very unique look, and he could be something. Yeah, he he could be he could be exactly what they need. Yeah. Um. Everybody's not five eleven and. Stop it. I enjoyed this match. I did too. I like, both, I like both these guys. Um, I like Ricky Starks a lot. Yeah, he has a great look. Great chicken shit heel. He has that look where you just want to fucking punch him in the face. Taz is helping him out too. So, Speaking of uh, being punched in the face, we have the American Nightmare. Coming out. Four entrances. Coming out for an interview. 
Um, he expressed shame that he lost to Brody Lee, then hopped on hosting a uh, reality show. Um, he said it pisses him off that he's still the man who lost in three minutes. Um, Dasha asked him if he accepts the dog collar challenge that Brody Lee laid out. Um, oh, next week's their week year anniversary show. No, that's that. Next week is the Jericho anniversary. Oh. The I don't know if Halloween Havoc and the anniversary show are the same week. It might be. Maybe. Either that or it's the week before. Oh, we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. Um, they ask Cody if he accepts, and he says because of his role as executive vice president, he says no. He teases leaving, but he says, I meant no as in no regrets. The most Cody thing ever. He accepted the match for next week. Um, Brody Lee, the Dark Order, come out. There's a pull-apart brawl. Um, Nyla Rose just randomly attacks someone at ringside for reasons, I guess. I I don't know. Brandy was there for some reason. Brandy, Brandy did like a cannonball into all of the Dark Order who took bumps for her. Um, I think I don't. I don't like to. I don't want to drag on Brandy, but I think if she jumped, if she jumped on that many people, I don't think they would get knocked down. No. Um, I didn't mind the segment. I didn't either. I didn't think it was spectacular, but it was fine. It was. It was all right. It accomplished its goal. Yes. Uh, the Brush with Greatness Challenge, FTR versus SCU. Great name for that, by the way. A lot think, of... I don't think I ever complimented it on the show. It's very a lot good. of initials in this one. Um, prior to the match, Shivani's interviewing FTR. Uh, Matt and Nick Jackson come in and superkick uh, Shivani. And, yeah, then the match happens. I really... I don't... Do you, what do you think of them randomly superkicking people? You know how I feel about Young Bucks' heels. I don't buy it. But I don't buy them with baby faces either because they're dicks. But I don't think heels are going around doing fucking sentons and fucking 450s. and You know what I mean? You're right. And I don't dislike the Young Bucks as much as you. I don't dislike them at all. But I don't think they could wrestle like heels. And the, yes, that is a challenge. I know they're not listening to this, but... Like, if you... Re- you're right. I don't think they can either. They're all about the flips and no fists. But I just... I, I don't buy that. Like, you know, you know me and the Young Bucks. I can't get in their matches. I can't get do it. I can't. I, I just. I can't do it. I don't know why. It's just not my style, and that's okay. It's a lot of people's style. They still more merch than anybody else in fucking history. So FTR, um, Kazarian and Harwood start. Um, Kazarian gets the advantage. Tags in Sky, who hits a plancha. Um, the heels get control going into break. Uh, FTR isolates uh, Scorpio Sky during the commercial. They come back from picture in picture, and Kazarian gets the hot tag. Uh, he lays into Harwood and Wheeler. He tags Sky back in. Um, stereo cutters. FTR kicks out. Um, Kazarian colli- collides with Sky. FTR get a near fall off a dragon suplex. Um, then they, uh, Sky goes for a suplex, but they do the Rick Rude Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania 5 finish. Totally sweeps the leg. And FTR defeat SE to retain. Great old school tag team match, different from everything else on the show, and that's a good thing. I've been loving FTR since they came over to AEW. My feelings on them since they're in WWE have been known. I think they're the best tag team in the world, and they continue to prove it. Right now, yes, they're the best tag team in the world. But soon as soon as Brother Roos gets back, that that's gone. Isaiah Cassidy taking on Chris Jericho. This was just a weird. I don't know why this happened. Um. Jericho gave Cassidy a little bit of offense, but at the end of the day, he hit the Judas effect and got the win. And then the real fun happens. Let's do it. So another another uh, inner circle standing over Cassidy and Matt Hardy. 
and um, Quinn, when all of a sudden, Serpentico and Luther attack the Inner Circle members. Um, this was done because next week is Chris Jericho's 30th anniversary. Well, I guess this week at this point. Um, this week is Jericho's 30th anniversary in pro wrestling, and he wants to celebrate by wrestling his friend Luther. So it will be the Inner Circle taking on what they call themselves the Chaos Project in a tag team match. Admittedly, I haven't watched much AEW Dark lately, so I have not seen Serpentico and Luther as a tag team, but I can only imagine the excitement that that must be. Jesus Christ. This guy's on TV. Who, Luther? Yeah. One, he's 50. Two, he has a red dot on his fucking head. (laughs) Whoa. As a Canadian... Three, three... Well, gender's Canadian. Three, three, he has the look of me. You just no-sold the shit out of me, and I don't, I don't appreciate it. I, I'm, we're not going down that rabbit hole. Because you know what I meant, and I, I am fucking... Whoa, man. I, I'm worried you're... Culturally accepting. I'm worried you're Triple H on that one. But I, I just... He sucks. The, this guy should be... Well, no, that means you're getting fired, and I'm going to be like a 15-time champion, so fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're gonna have the worst match in history with Hulk Hogan next year. Have fun with that. And then I'm gonna come, I'm gonna make a valiant return and die 23 hours later. But, <laughs> you're saying you're not going there, but then you make a death joke. No, 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 no. You know what I meant, and I'm gonna fuck you for it. But uh, I, I hate Luther. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. How can you hate someone who's never on TV? He was on my TV <laughs> for a minute. Oh shit. <laughs> Orange Cassidy made an appearance. He was on my TV for a minute, and I hated it because he should be nowhere near TV. He looks like a fucking carny. (laughs) He is. Dude, this motherfucker's working that balloon machine. This motherfucker, you hit the balloon and they don't pop ever because it's rigged. Yeah, that that one where you want a stuffed animal, but no, this fucking guy keeps you from it. (laughs) It sounds like you have some personal trauma. Fuck carnies. Carnies, gypsies, and hippies. It's like the entire wrestling business. Yeah, it is. But, oh, my God, this guy should be nowhere near a TV. This guy should be watching Jerry Springer fucking eating a TV dinner. He's a Japanese deathmatch legend. I don't care. So is Brody Lee. Are we talking? Or, not Brody Lee. So is Stan Hansen. Are we talking about him and, the, him and Stan Hansen? <laughs> I, like, I like how you couldn't think of Bruiser Brody, so you yeah. pivoted to Stan Hansen. Yeah, Jesus Christ. But I don't think Stan Hansen's done a whole lot of deathmatches. Okay, so is, Sa- so is Saido, and so is fucking... Saido's awesome. Yeah, and he is. Are we talking about Saido and him in the same breath? This fucking fat carny dude. This guy smokes Sonoma Red Hundreds and and drinks PBR and travels from town to town. You ever see Amazon? Free, you ever see uh, American Horror Story Freak Show? Yes. They watched a Luther match to fucking figure it out. <laughs> you have so much vitriol and vinegar towards this man. No, because oh my god, dude, this guy. I just I can't. Jesus Christ, this this guy's on TV. I mean, barely ever. Someone told me, I saw a tweet that said he's more over than half WWE's roster. And if he is, that's the just, wrestling fans should put a plastic bag over their heads. That's just incorrect. I mean, you can make that argument with some people in someone, AEW. Someone legitimately said, I meant to send you the tweet, but I didn't, that Rey Mysterio at this point in his career is worse than Luther at this point in his career. Excuse me? I wanted to call the cops. Rey Mysterio is in the best shape of his life, and Luther is a shape. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. And I don't have anything against Luther like you do. I just. I don't know. Luther is. He looks like the bad guy in a late 90s Power Rangers made TV special that they made for $6,000. (laughs) 
Like, like, what the fuck? I, I don't know where this came from. <laughs> you, ever since he debuted. Ever since he debuted in that fucking masked asshole said, oh, it's Japanese death match with Legend Luther. I hated this guy. <laughs> I hated him. I hate this man. I just want to know when he lost his doctorate. They let this motherfucker in medical school? He was Dr. Luther. Now he's, I know. Now he's just Luther. Imagine you go to the doctor. Okay, it's time for a checkup. Your normal doctor's out today. And that motherfucker pops out. Well, in fairness, we don't know if it's if he's a DMD. He could just be like a, a doctor of like, he could be like a doctor of arts. What is he, a PhD in methamphetamine? <laughs> like, what the, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, that guy's a bad guy in cheesy-ass movies. Dude. Just think, you got to review his match next week. I do. <laughs> Expect more. Fuck. All right, go on. All right, Orange Cassidy taking on 10. Um, Orange Cassidy's finisher looked like he killed the man. Yeah, he that the was. That, I mean, I'm sure it was safe, but that looked like he fucking killed the man. Um, it was a quick squash, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, which it should be. This, nobody, should, nobody named after a number should win. So, like, <laughs> so half of Dark Order, everyone in Dark Order except Grayson, Colt Cabana, and Brody Lee are fucked. They're all named after numbers. I know. Evil Uno. He's one. I hate that fucking group, man. I'm a member of them and I hate them. <laughs> no, you're just a grunt. They want you passing out flyers. Yeah, I got that email. I almost drove to Jacksonville and drove my car through the window. <laughs> but no, Fatty was stuck in Canada for a couple months. Uh, he lost a lot of weight. He did. Good for him. He probably weighs less than you now. He probably... They said, they said 235. My fucking dick, 235. I they said 235. I did not hear this. Yes, they said 235. I don't believe He's that. He's weighed in at 235. I don't believe that. I remember when I was... I remember when I was 235 out of our freshman grade? dance. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't always big. I was always a fat fuck, but I wasn't... I didn't always weigh a lot. Ugh, that makes sense. All, All right. right. Britt Baker taking on Red Velvet. Um, once it again... It's better than the wrestler. Once again, a squash... Britt hit a fisherman neck breaker. I guess it'd be a fisherwoman neck breaker. Yeah. I guess I have to say, Britt looked fucking unbelievable. Welcome um, back, Britt. Afterwards, she applied the lockjaw for an explanation point. And yeah, explanation point? Exclamation point. That's not what you said. If we want to start correcting grammar, I'll have a field day with you. So Listen, you can't make fun of me because I have a disability. <laughs> I was born deaf and I have a stutter because of it. I'm blind in my right eye. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Why have you never told me this? I have several times. You have not. I have, dude. I can't see shit. Like, could you see a little? Yeah, I could see a face. Like, if I didn't know it was you, I couldn't tell you it was you. Jesus Christ. Like, I could never do what you do for a living. I can't drive for a living. Like, legally, I'm not allowed to. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't. I, you never told me once. I guarantee you. I, I have. guarantee you. I, I. You haven't. So the main event, Eddie Kingston comes out accompanied by Phoenix and his best friend. And referee Bryce Remsburg. He chastises Bryce for calling for the bell when he never tapped. Remsburg explained himself, saying that he had to protect Eddie Kingston from himself. Eddie Kingston cuts an unbelievable promo. Like always. Per usual. Yeah, like always. Um, Moxley hits the ring. Kingston says, oh, don't worry. Your opponent isn't Penta L0M. Your opponent isn't Ray Phoenix. And then all of a sudden, you see a man in an apron and very white jeans appear behind Moxley. He goes, you're going one-on-one with the Butcher. And then the Butcher lays out Moxley and the match begins. Um, Moxley fights his way back from the Butcher's early match onslaught until uh, the Butcher locks him in a half-crab. I wonder if the Butcher butchers, butchers a lot of crabs. 
Would that be a fishmonger? Would be a fishmonger. Um, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he's a multi-talented man. I mean, yeah, he's. A, I'm sure he can monger some fish. I'm sure he can monger some fish. Definitely not a cobbler, though. No, I don't think he's a cobbler. Definitely not a cobbler. Or a or a tanner. He's no. Definitely not a tanner. Or a carpenter. Or a carpenter. Although, I could see him being a carpenter. He looks like a carpenter. He does look like a carpenter. What about a uh, locksmith? He looks like a locksmith. He looks like the locksmith that I've seen in Colonial Williamsburg. I think I think the blade's the locksmith. The blade's the gimp. <laughs> the blade is the gimp for that mask. Jesus, good God. That guy's straight out of, like, 90s last hour of Raw. You know where they're both from, right? Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Were they the men that assaulted you? The men that assaulted you definitely look just like the butcher. I absolutely. <laughs> Everybody's from everybody, everybody from Buffalo is ugly. <laughs> Stop it! They are. Stop it! Every man from Buffalo is ugly. Listen, the butcher is the second most successful rock star in that show. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, he'll spread out. Anyway, Moxley to... <laughs> oh, my God. He might dress worse than the first one. <laughs> no, I don't think so. The Butcher's a couple spikes away from, from, from dressing worse than the number one rock star in that show. <laughs> uh, Could you, by, by the end of the... I guarantee by the end of the year, he's wearing the Blades mask. <laughs> Who, Jericho or the Butcher? Which one? <laughs> I legitimately don't know which one you're talking, talking about. about. I was talking about the Butcher, but I think Jericho's more likely... <laughs> Oh, Jericho, you dress like a fucking idiot. I hope you hear that. We forgot to mention the backstage segment with uh, Inner Circle <coughs> and MJF. Um, MJF gives them all jackets except Sammy. Sammy, who is very offended by this and was ready to beat his ass. But Jericho says, hold, hold up, hold up. Max is a good guy. And then they do the whole, do you want to join Inner Circle? Do you where, want me to join Inner Circle? Where is that going? Could someone tell me? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea where it's going. I don't know you have, you have one of the greatest wrestling superstars ever, the greatest current heel in the business, and you have no fucking... You're doing that with them? I'm shocked to give Jericho a compliment. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, it's, it's, but it's, that's why he's so good, because it's undeniable that he is. It's, it's wrong to say he's not, right? Yeah. Like, it's not... Like, wrestling is subjective, but there is right and wrong things. 30 years in the business, a lot of them on top from several different companies, is pretty incredible. You wouldn't have got there without Luther either. Oh, my God. He pitched Luther to Vince McMahon. Several times. <laughs> Several times. Imagine that conversation. I need to hear the conversation. Vince, he's 265 pounds. He's got a great look. Show me a picture of him. The I mean, fuck is that, pal? I mean, he might still have his long hair when he was pitching with Vince. It might be worse. He might look better bald. Have you seen Luther from the 90s? No. You might have to make a Google chat. But anyway, Moxley countered a clothesline in the double arm DDT and put on his bulldog choke for the win. Um, and AEW went off the air. All right, show. Yeah, it was a decent show. Oh, my sweet Jesus. Oh, my God. I hate him more. I hate him more. Stop it. I do. Please stop it. He looks like fucking I'm, Kevin's. Sullivan. Sullivan, thank you. I almost said Benoit, but uh, Kevin Benoit. I almost said Benoit, and uh, he looks like Kevin Sullivan's shit. All right. Anyway, NXT. Shotzi Blackheart versus Dakota Kai is the opener. Um, they start quick. Both attempt some roll ups and pinfalls. Um, Shotzi was doing her best Lita impression. 
Uh, she put Dakota Kai in a very unique submission hold. Okay, Kota- question. I typed in Dr. Luther Wrestling, and this popped up. <laughs> Don't I can't th- think of the more opposite side of the spectrum of Dr. Luther as Eddie fucking Guerrero. All right, continue. Dakota Kai countered and <laughs> choked her with her boot until the ref made her break. Backbreaker, and then we go to commercial. We come back. Blackheart is back in control. It's an under underhook suplex into a bridge. Um, Kai gets a double stomp and a slam for near fall. They fight on the apron. Uh, Shotzi had a slice bread number two on the apron, and oh, so it looked awful. Jesus. It looked terrible. Don't do that. Um, the referee immediately rushed to check if both women were okay. I think shoot went to check if both were okay. That didn't look yeah, like Shotzi, it. Yeah, Shotzi, like, spiked her head on the apron, but she got up first somehow. I... I, I don't know. Um, it's a, a stupid spot, and I like both of these people. So um, Gonzalez tripped her. Rhea ran down, and Gonzalez and Rhea brawled away. Dakota Kai went for a finisher, but Blackheart rolled her up and got the dub. I like that. Yeah, decent little match. Good opener. They always start with. You're right. I, we talked about this. They start with the strongest division. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Which is the women's division. That's why AW starts with a tag match. Almost. Yes. Okay. So we get a video package with Santos Escobar. And Isaiah Scott, and then a Kyle O'Reilly video package showing the history of the Undisputed Era. Excellent. Then we have Cameron Grimes deliver the Cameron Grimes Im- Invitational. Um, he brings out a geek, hits the cave in for a win. He introduces his next geek, but Ridge Holland comes out beating the geek up. Um, Baby face on Wednesday. Oh, you want Sunday? Cameron Grimes says, oh, "What do you? What's up, Ridge? But you are not a part of the Cameron Grimes Invitational." <laughs> Cameron Grimes is awesome. To the moon. Ridge does not care. Um, but he does get the victory by DQ when Ridge Holland gets disqualified for kicking too much ass. I love it. Um, I don't know what the point of this segment was, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what this did for you I, or Guy. I, I haven't... I haven't... Well, I mean... Let's face it. Grimes is better when he loses. I mean, Grimes That, that character is set up for him to lose. Grimes is great all the time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of great, Kushida... Gets a great video package before he faces Tony Nese. Um, pretty much a squash match. He locks in the hoverboard lock for the win. And it was basically a match to get Kushida ready for Sunday, which it did. Adam Cole versus Austin Theory. Um, Austin Theory is running his mouth about Kyle O'Reilly. And Adam Cole said, either meet me in the ring or I will come to the back and kick your ass. So Austin Theory comes to the ring. They have a really fun match. Um, theory, two very good wrestlers. Theory counters a Panama Sunrise and hits a Blue Thunder Bomb for near fall. And then uh, Adam Cole eventually hits the last shot for the win. And he cuts a promo praising Kyle O'Reilly. Good stuff. Caden Carter versus Zia Lee. Um, Caden Carter got the victory. Wants to shake Zia Lee's hand again. But once again, Zia Lee refuses. Uh, it was a short match, but it was it had a good pace to it. I thought it was good. Now, what I thought the best thing on the show was the Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly sit down. Best thing of the night. Um, Balor congratulated KOR on earning the opportunity and said he had respect for him as a competitor. O'Reilly said the same. Shawn Michaels, who was the moderator for some reason, asked uh, uh, Balor what he thought of Kyle O'Reilly. And he says that Kyle O'Reilly is uh, only an unknown to people who don't pay attention to the business. Um, he knows, statement. he knows exactly how good Kyle O'Reilly is. Kyle O'Reilly says he's a fan of Finn Balor, but also tells he has a huge ego. He says he would defeat the Prince 
And then Balor counters and says, are you going to do it yourself or Undisputed Era buddy is going to be with him? Kyle O'Reilly says he will be a man and do it on his own. Um, yeah, I'm I'm making this sound like it was a run-in-the-mill promo, but it was very good. Yeah, and you know what? It wasn't. Nobody ended through a table or yeah, shit it just, like that. Yeah, it just... Perfect. Yeah. Main event, the power couple versus Damien Priest and Io Shirai. Um, Priest and Shirai go right after Gargano and Larray before the bell. Um, Johnny was trying to stick and move on Priest... But Priest eventually caught him with a boot to the face and clubbed him in the corner. Shirai and Loray are then tag in. Um, Loray gets a roll up for a near fall. Priest and Shirai double team uh, where Shirai stands on Priest's shoulders. And he threw her to the Garganos at ringside. Candice Loray counters a 619 to get uh, control. Shirai knocks Gargano off the apron before Loray drops her. Um... She goes for a moonsault, but uh, Lorraine goes for a moonsault, I should clarify, because both women do moonsaults. Um, but Shirai avoids it and hits a backbreaker. Gargano makes a save, but ends up eating a moonsault from Shirai. Priest tags in, uh, Lorraine takes him to Dick Kick City while the ref is distracted. Gargano hits the DDT, and the Garganos stand tall to conclude NXT. Good show. Yeah. So... It is that time, MVPs, and the better show for the week. My MVP, my MVP uh, NXT is a better show because Luther was on AEW, and that's not happening. And I'll, I'll spoiler for next week, NXT is gonna be the bigger, better show. Uh, but my AEW is uh, is definitely going to be Eddie Kingston. He just knocks it out of the party, so different than everybody else. And my NXT. Uh, is Kyle O'Reilly my overall? Who's whoever put the video package together for Kyle O'Reilly? Because I thought I thought the way he was spotlighted and all this was excellent. All right, so I'm also going to NXT. My AEW MVP is Luther because I know I'll piss you off. I mean, <laughs> I'd say like he's done the most meth or ate the most, but that's incorrect for all of them. Meth valuable player. He's the meth valuable player. Um, no, he definitely does like somas or shit. No. <laughs> He needs, he, needs to get, he needs something to wake up and get his fat ass He's around. a doctor. He's got all the prescriptions. <sighs> he is one of those doctors that has an eye in a fucking, an eye in a fucking jar. Maybe, maybe it's the butcher's eye. That's why he wears the monocle. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, what kind of butcher wears a monocle? <laughs> First of all, yeah, I drive ice cream and wear a hazmat suit. What the fuck? <laughs> like, there's nothing to do with each other. Well, if he has a bad eye, he needs to fucking see the meat he's cutting. Glasses. <laughs> what if he? What if he's like me? And he only has one bad eye. Then you get one glass. No, I had, You know how annoying that is. Oh yeah, one glass is called a monocle. No, you get glasses, but one of them is fake and one of them is real. That's stupid. Oh yeah, because the monocle's the, the height of fashion. Have you ever seen the Monopoly Man? Are, are, you, are you heading down to London for a fucking spritz? I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Jesus Christ, that was the war report. Uh, we have to take over. Continue with NXT. <laughs> you we got to take over thirty one. I just Luther, man. I can't get him out of my head. I can't get his fat fucking Canadian ass out of my head. Goddamn polar bear is in my goddamn <laughs> he does, head. He does, he does wear all white. He does. And he has handprints on his pants. He'd be the most recognizable clan member in history. Jesus Christ, you can't say that. Am I wrong? What do you mean? Why is he in the clan? He wears all white. <laughs> so does Jeff Jarrett, but he's not in the clan. That's not proven. He, oh, is, he is from Tennessee. I hate Luther. I hate him. I, I don't know if there's many white supremacists in Winnipeg. You don't know. I don't know. You're right. I've never been there. 
but okay, this this got off the rails. Quickly. Let's just gonna take over. NXT Takeover Thirty One from the Capital Wrestling Center. First off, what did you think of the new home of NXT? I liked it a lot. I thought the set was amazing. I thought I liked the square look. I just I can't believe the performance center. Yeah, like if you told me it wasn't the performance center, I would believe you. They did an incredible job making it look like a legitimate arena. What do you think of like the chain link on the plexiglass? I mean, it gives it some character. Some someone's like it looks like a prison. That's the perfect way to describe WWE, I guess. I was like, oh, zinger. Got him. Zinger. Got him. So the opener, NXT North American Championship is on the line. Damien Priest defends against Johnny Gargano. Gargano. It was all Gargano early. Missile dropkick, flying senton. Um, Priest eventually got momentum with a flatliner and a broken arrow. I like that broken arrow. Yeah. Goes to the Razor's Edge twice. Doesn't get it. Goes to a roundhouse kick. Doesn't get it. Priest gets posted and brought outside. Um... He knocks Gargano off the ring apron and then hits a razor's edge onto the hardest part of the ring for a near fall. If you didn't know. Gargano and Priest trade counters. Gargano hits a standing sliced bread. Um, it's a lot of sliced breads this week. Yeah, a lot of sliced bread. Priest hits the South of Heaven choke slam, but that's only good for a two count. Another great name of a move. Yeah. South of Heaven choke slam. Whoever did his... Whoever turned him in from... Mer- or, I almost said Mercedes. I almost said Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Punishment Martinez to to where he is now, deserves a fucking award. For some reason, there were security guards there. Gargano used them as human shields as uh, Priest today, Tope Cannonball. That was disgusting. He went right over the ring post. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Um, Low blow and super kick while the ref was distracted for a very, very, very near fall. Loved the spot. Um, Priest almost tapped to the Gargano escape, but he did escape. Gargano hit the champion with a bunch of super kicks. But uh, Priest overpowered the one final beat DDT and hit him with a version of the Reckoning using the ropes for assistance from the victory. Crossroads. Stop it. And Priest retains. Hell of an opener. I thought this was a very fun opener. Um, I think I, take over. I think everyone knew that Priest was going to retain, but that low blow super kick near fall still got me. Gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, fun opener. I enjoyed it. Up next, Kushida versus the Preteen Dream. Uh, Kushida attacks Dream, who is dressed as Doc Brown before the bell. Nice little nod. Um, I wonder who. I wonder if he came up with that because he definitely does not watch New Japan. Dream might. He's he mu- he's a lifelong fan. Oh, was he? Yeah. But uh, but I I thought I, a nice little nod for people who didn't know. Um, Kushida was super super aggressive. Um, he was stomping Dream in the face, ran his shoulder in the steel post, drop kicked his hand between the steps in the ring. This was all Kushida. Um. Uh, Dream hits a Dream Valley driver and a Purple Rainmaker, but Dream can't capitalize because his shoulder's fucked from Kushida just destroying it. Dream goes for another elbow drop, but Kushida hits an avalanche hoverboard lock, which looked... I would not take that move. No, I don't, it didn't look fun for either of them. Like, like a Kumara is like a legitimate dangerous move, and like if you... Like, Taking yeah, one like, from one, the t- one wrong turn, you're like, your arm's broken. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Props to Kushida for being safe, and props to... I don't want to give him much props, so props to Dream for having the balls to take it. Listen, if we're gonna be forced, if we're gonna be forced to watch him as a performer, we can review him as a performer. I guess that's fair, but I don't know. It doesn't feel right. Personal, but. personal, personal opinions aside, uh, if if we, could, I don't mind reviewing him as a per, as as a performer if we're going to get him as a performer. This, this is what we do. 
Dream gets to the ropes. Kushida rolls through and gets the uh, hoverboard lock again. He looks like he countered the DVD, but Kushida rolls through the, the Dream Valley driver and maintains the hoverboard lock. Dream taps out super quickly after that. Um, Kushida gets his hand raised, but goes back to attack Dream, applies an armbar till the refs separate him. He beat the shit out of him. Um, this match is nonstop action. It was pretty much all Kushida. Yeah. Uh, I've been very critical of the way this company has handled Kushida since he signed last year. Hopefully this is the start of something for him. I mean, it has to be, right? I've... Either that or they're... This is two, take, this is two takeovers in a row. We're like, are they writing Dream off? Like... <laughs> Well, like, no, I, I don't know. I, Dream flew 78 feet the he, last time. If, if that wasn't did. writing him off, he's, he's not getting written off with an arm bar. But I just, just, I, Kushida getting a pushkey. I hope so, man. He's super talented. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's probably top five junior light cruiserweight heavyweight in the world. He's probably number one, honestly. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. Osprey's gone now. He's Osprey's a heavyweight. Osprey's gone. Shingo? Shingo's a heavyweight. Hmm. Saber? Saber's a heavyweight. Yoshihashi. And moving on. Santos Escobar defends against... You're right. He's probably number one. He, he, shit, he's like a... He's, he was the ace in New Japan. <coughs> I mean, I think I think these two guys these two guys coming up could talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I would have put the Cruiserweight title on him. I'm like, I'm, don't get me wrong. I love 205 Live, and but I'm glad Kushida's doing something above that. Yeah. But I also would have put the Cruiserweight title on him the first day he was in the company. Me too. But if they didn't, if they didn't let build a gigantic heel group for him to take it from them. I think he might be, I think he might be going, I think he might be going for Priest next or so. I think he's above the Cruiserweight title right now. I have mixed feelings on that. But I, I, I think if, if you want to go divisions, you want to have a Cruiserweight title, put him in it. But if, if that title does not mean anything to anybody, which, let's be fair, it fucking doesn't. I mean, it got on a takeover finally. I, yeah, I, but, if you're trying to build it, he's the guy to put it on. Yeah, unless you just get him out of that division completely. Which and, I'm also okay with. And let him, let him go win, it, win the IC title or... The IC title? Oh, you got main roster Kushida on your mind already. Yeah, I mean... Shit. I mean, they're, they're obvious. He, he, beat, he beat maybe their biggest investment, you know? Maybe they're realizing it wasn't such a good investment. Maybe, but but that's he, he, Dream at one point was like we both said he was the future of the fucking business. Yeah, I saw he a, destroyed him. I saw a tweet, um, and it was it was funny and it made me think of you. It's like if you're feeling sorry for yourself, just remember there are people out there that bought a Velveteen Dream shirt. I bought the glasses too. <laughs> glasses look good though. Anyway, Santos Escobar taking on Isaiah Swerve Scott. Escobar was aggressive and in control early. Hit Swerve with a Frankensteiner. Um, he started taunting uh, Swerve. Swerve made a comeback, roundhouse clothesline, jumping elbow from the middle rope, rolling flatliner. Um, Swerve was in control when uh, Mendoza and Wild ran out. Uh, they shifted the momentum back to Escobar. Swerve hit Escobar with a Hurricane Rada off the ring apron to the outside onto the two uh, Legato members. Then Ashante the Adonis ran out to even the odds. Um, he ran off Legato to the back. Swerve went for a rolling flatliner again, but Escobar caught him with a super kick and a phantom driver. Swerve kicked out at 2.99999. Yeah, it was, it was quick. Um, it was real quick. I love this match. Top this match was great. It might be, if it wasn't for the main event, this, has been, this would have been the match of the show. Escobar hit the three amigos, but went for a frog splash, which... 
I'm a big fan of Santos Escobar, but uh, leave the frog splash on Montez Ford. It didn't look looked, good. It didn't look good. He looked, like put his leg down and shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Swerve avoided the frog splash, however. Um, he snapped back Escobar's left arm. Uh, he hit the house call and a 450 for a near fall. Both men were on the apron. Swerve got pushed backwards and hit his head on the, uh, not the ring post, but the thing that connects the turnbuckle pad to the ring post, which the pad was taking off, taken off of. So it was exposed steel. Um, then uh, Escobar, I don't know if it was supposed to be a shoulder breaker or like a version of a GTS. I think it was supposed to be a version of a GTS. Oh well, yeah, you can't use a GTS anymore. Well, Riddle uses it. But is it called a GTS? The Bro Sleep. Oh, okay. Why wouldn't he be able to use the GTS? Because I thought they banned it after after uh, Kenta broke broke uh, Kendrick's face. No, it was banned for a little bit. But... Is Kendrick still on this fucking show? He is. crossing the company? He is. Okay. Yeah, he is. Um, Escobar won kind of clean. I guess it was a clean win. I'll call it a clean win. Up next, Io Shirai taking on Candice LeRae for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, action was fast early. Shirai lands on her feet from a monkey flip. It's a springboard acai moonsault off the middle rope to the outside. Um, Lorey was being an aggressive heel. She took control, but Shirai countered, hit a flapjack 619 springboard missile dropkick, then a double underhook backbreaker. Goes for a moonsault, but it was countered into a sit-down powerbomb. Um... Larray then ate a German suplex, but responded with a snap German back, a snap German, a backstabber, and a lion salt for a near fall. Uh, Larray locks in the Gargano escape, um, but uh, Io Shirai gets the ropes. She elbows the ref and knocks him out. Accidentally, Shirai hits an air raid crash. Um, Larray blocks the moonsault attempt, but the referee gets thrown out of the ring once again. Here he comes. Larray hit the Wicked Stepsister stomp. But there's no ref until Johnny Gargano runs down. He tried to fast count, but Shirai still kicked out. He does things so hilariously, and I can't explain them. He does. He does things so fucking hilariously. Um, Gargano took the women's title, brought it in, and uh, but then the referee came back too. And I love this because it made no sense. The referee was going, that's my shirt. <laughs> it's clearly not you're wearing your shirt. Is that your shirt? <laughs> I don't know what this is, but the referee was distracted. Uh, Lorraine waffles Shirai with a title. Um, but it was not enough to get the victory. Um, so this sends Gargano into a conniption fit on the floor. He starts rolling around and slapping the mats. Um, just everything he does is hysterical. Just full on chicken shit heel at this point. Um, Shirai hits Larray with a Spanish fly and then the moonsault for a three. Then after the match, Tony Storm is seen Can on I say the- about the match? Yeah. This was the weirdest match I've ever seen. Really? Because- if they're gonna change the title, they should have did it here. Well, maybe there was not. there was four there was four outs. Maybe they're not gonna match. change the title. Maybe not, but like if maybe Shirai's gonna hold this for a while. It's bizarre. It was, it was bizarre to me. All right, continue. So Tony Storm comes on the screen and says she'll be joining NXT. Um, I don't know if she's in America or this will be like post pandemic deal. I'm not sure honestly. Yeah. So I'd assume if she was in America, they would have been using her already. Yeah, unless unless there's a million things that are gonna happen. Um. Then the vignettes have been playing in NXT for the last few weeks play again. A motorcycle rides into the Performance Center. And, and it was The Undertaker. And Ember Moon unmasks. Uh, and Ember Moon's back in NXT. Two things. One, she needed a character change, and I like this character. I need to see more of it before I yeah. can jump to that conclusion. What, yeah, but like it, it fits her. 
Yeah, I'll, she okay. had she had the look. Is what I'm I'll saying. Give, I'll give you that. Original yeah. uh, first first impressions. It's good. It's kind of like Mad Maxish a yeah. little bit. Well, it's, yeah, that's what it's good. I that's what I got for her. I mean, so she's basically a member of Retribution. No, she's basically a member of Legion of Doom. But uh, uh two, I'm just so happy for her. Yeah, it was it was there. She might have had to retire. She's she's just a she's probably Booker T. Her and the Usos are probably Booker T's two biggest students, right? Three, three biggest students. Well, I mean, Usos are one. I mean, I, you know what? I can't say that after last week. So I, I just I'm happy for her to see her again. She can wrestle, and that's beautiful. If she can wrestle, which I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming she wouldn't. Well, be there I, I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think they'd bring yeah. her back to NXT if she couldn't wrestle. I wasn't sure, but. NXT Championship main event on the line. Finn Balor defends against Kyle O'Reilly. I love how they gave like the big match entrance of the guys walking in the back before the match. Um, great video package for this match. Great video too. package. So this this was like a Ring of Honor or New Japan style main event in WWE, which is cool to see. Um, lots of technical wrestling and hard strikes in this one. Um, this was a British match. Yeah. O'Reilly looked like he got the wind knocked out of him with a uh, spinning uh, with a spinning kick to the gut. Um, Balor hits a sling blade, but then O'Reilly begins working on the knee after a missile dropkick attempt. O'Reilly bleeds from the mouth and screams as Balor locked him in a sharpshooter. Great fucking visual. Um, eventually he struggled and got to the ropes. O'Reilly starts pulling out his MMA offense. He hits a bunch of strikes and a lariat. Balor counters with the guillotine. They were just kicking the shit. Uh, he hits the reverse 1916. O'Reilly kicks out a 2.8. Um, the champion goes for the coup de grace, but O'Reilly blocks blocks it with a kick and a dragon screw with Balor staying on the top rope. That looked like bad times. A lot could have went wrong there. Um, O'Reilly begins working over the left knee. It's a knee drop from the middle rope. Locks Balor in a heel hook that almost made the champ tap out. I love the heel hook. Yeah, it's a good finisher. O'Reilly uh, stomps him in the chest, and the champion starts bleeding from the mouth. Um, Balor climbed the top rope. Hit the coup de gras. One, two, three. Bauer refused to allow the ref to raise his arm. He's limping and bleeding from the mouth at this point. O'Reilly, O'Reilly's also bleeding from the mouth and holding his ribs. Uh, this match ruled. Yeah, it, it was just... It was unlike any other takeover match that I've seen. Because it was just very, very... Like I said, it was very British. Yeah. Like, it, it, might, it might as well have been fucking Fit Finley versus... So- only, only other takeover match I could really compare it to is Nakamura Sami Zayn. Yeah, that's it was kind of stiff. That was kind of a shit. similar similar match, and also completely different. Yeah, yeah. But like no, yeah. that's the biggest, that's the best comparison for it. Yeah, but awesome, just um, awesome. Good for Kyle O'Reilly. We we both talked about him for being the most underrated wrestler in the probably and maybe in the world. And he was just this was awesome. But you want to take us to the end here? So Balor helps O'Reilly up to his feet. The two shake hands, embrace. Looks like it's going to be a happy ending to take over. When all of a sudden, Ridge Holland is on the other side of the barricade with a deceased Adam Cole over his shoulders. Um, he dumps Cole to the other side of the barricade and just stares at uh, O'Reilly. Eventually, Strong and Fish run down. Hysterically, they ask Finn Balor what happened. Like, he would have fucking saw it when he was just fucking wrestling a match. And with the rumors going on about Cole and O'Reilly heading in the babyface direction, with Strong and Fish turn heel, it's going to be interesting to see. Is it Rich, made sense. Is Rich, Roddy was very dramatic. Is Ridge Holland going to be in the Undisputed Era with Fish and Strong? What commentator just showed up? Wade Barrett? I think there's something there. I don't think so. I think there's something there. I think he's Morrow's replacement. 
I think there's something there. I think that's... Oh, why? What, what's there? They're British. They like, they like rugby. <laughs> How do you know Wade Barrett? Wade Barrett made a Michael Jordan uh, fucking Mark Price reference. I don't, he did. I'm not sure he likes rugby. And he, went, he went into more debt than I thought you meant. <laughs> no, he, he, he explained the whole fucking thing. Uh, but I like the show. You know what? It's one of those things. Hey, we got an ending. You're yeah. not supposed to know. We, we'll, we'll find out Wednesday. Although, if this was back in the day, we still had to pay for pay-per-views. Nothing pissed me off more than the pay-per-view making you wait till the free show to see how it ends. That's true. But, but now, in the the now in the network era, it doesn't really matter. True. Um, much like Lincoln Park said, in yeah. the end, it doesn't even matter. I love the show. Every There hasn't been a bad takeover. So. Yeah, I'm going A. I mean, I've given other takeovers A-pluses, and it wasn't at that no, level. No, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't New Orleans. New York. New York. Brooklyn 3, which one we were at, right? It wasn't Philly. Brooklyn 4 was. But uh, you know what? Is Philly a one match show? We'll get there later. Probably. Uh, but I mean, uh, there was other good matches on that show. There but that, was, that, but that, that match. Uh, there was. <coughs> Goddamn. Like New York, New York, I thought all five matches hit out of the park. New yeah. Orleans, I thought four out of five hit out of the park. It, it thir- 31 wasn't at that level. Great show. Fantastic main event. Love the Cruiserweight title match. Love the uh, love the opener. It's just the, it's just the quality you explain from it's you know what takeovers have not suffered at all. Yeah, no it's quality. Of I was kind of worried about what it would be like with the lack of build, but it was fine. Yes, so absolutely I'm, excellent. So that's takeover. Um, when we come back, Mike will tell you who to follow and what to do, and we will see you next week. Thank you again for listening to Champions Advantage podcast. Follow us at Champions Pod on Twitter. Make sure you follow at Kuda underscore Junior. It's a boy Gil at Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio, CBS Baltimore. His podcast is available later in the week. Follow at Bearded Chris P, at Ron underscore Muscles underscore Junior, at Lynn's Honest X, and at TT underscore for you for all of our wonderful products. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Peace.